0: Welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual travel podcast from Beyond the Experiences. My name is Anand and I'm going to be speaking with Kishan today on his family trip to China. Let's hear about it from him.
1: I think we traveled to China around about uh, close to two years back if I remember right. And um, when I first told my family that, hey, let's let's go down to China. They said that China, out of all the places, I mean, we, can, we can plan to go down somewhere else. I said, no, let's, let's check this place out. I mean, we have been hearing a lot about China. Of course, we are hearing a lot about China even today. Uh, so we, we planned a longish trip. I mean, we, of course, when one goes down to China, the popular cities that we always hear about is the Shanghai and the Beijing. I wanted to go down there because uh, there are a couple of things which are close to my heart. Uh, which is the Shaolin temple that is in a, in, a, in a place not very popularly known but it's called as Loyang Hey, is and this it, the 36th
0: chamber of Shaolin? That,
1: that's exactly right Wow Yeah So, uh, I mean we've all grown up, at least we, I have grown up watching the movie Absolutely And uh, I was very uh, interested to go and see it in real life and that's when I told the kids also that this is this is the place. This is the place where a uh, birthplace of Kung Fu. Right. So we must go down there. So we chalked about uh, a nice little itinerary. We spent about I mean, I think we spent about uh, 11 nights overall in, in China. And it was uh, it was a memorable experience. Uh, tell me about your trip
0: schedule. How did you go?
1: So uh, we, we flew from Bangalore. And uh, we had taken Sri Lankan Airlines, so there was a stopover down in Colombo. And then finally we arrived in Shanghai and we took the, the bullet train down there, which was, uh, which was a great experience because we've never taken a bullet train uh, earlier. And uh, we zipped past uh, a great distance in about five and a half hours and we arrived uh, in Beijing. The one little experience that uh, reminds me of the bullet train, of course, it was speeding at about 300-odd kilometers per hour. Uh, there was a movie which was being played in the train. And can you take a guess what that movie was?
0: Don't tell me it's a Rajinikanth film or a Shah Khan film.
1: Uh, close enough, it was a Bollywood movie which was actually being screened. Of course, it was in Chinese oh. and it was Bajrangi Baijan out of all the movies. Wow! <laughs> so, so. Alu Mia and Vijay. Our hotel was very uh, close to the Tiananmen Square. Since you've traveled to uh, to Moscow and in Russia, the Tiananmen, Tiananmen Square is about twelve times the size of the Red Square. Oh, in Moscow, the
0: Red Square is
1: big. Yeah, so you, you can imagine how big this place is. Close to Tiananmen Square is the Forbidden City. Yeah, so we've all seen. Uh, uh, Forbidden city in movies. I think the Last Emperor was one of the movies uh, where it's very well depicted. Right, and it's uh, it's the place where the earlier dynasties used to uh, used to stay. So uh, precisely the Ming and uh, and uh, Qing dynasties. Right? Okay. So the only reason why it is called as um, the Forbidden City is one is not allowed to enter into uh, this place. Or leave this place without seeking your permission. Oh, historically you were not alone. Yes. This place is so huge that they have about 980 buildings. So you can just imagine you know, how huge this place is. The number nine seems to be very lucky for the Chinese. So there are about 9,999 rooms in the Forbidden City. So this um, used to be occupied. It wasn't such that because you have, if you have 980 buildings, so obviously there has to be some administrative offices there.
0: Okay so you did the Forbidden City. So yeah. we
1: did the Forbidden City and then we uh, went on to a place called as Jinshan Park. It's nothing uh, nothing really to talk about it but if one goes right on top of the park one gets a panoramic view of uh, the Forbidden City. We were all eager to go down to the Great Wall of China.
0: Ah yes the Great Wall of China. Yeah. Is it as crowded is it?
1: Uh Yes, so it depends. Now there are many entrances to the Great Wall of China, right? Oh, I see. so so we went down to uh, Mutianyu, uh, which is uh, which is an entrance. I think primarily we were taken down there because it's it's an easier way to get on top. So okay. there's a cable car that takes you right on top. Okay, it becomes a lot easier. Now I I'm not very comfortable with heights, so I do not like the cable car system which which takes you <laughs> to the top. <laughs> But uh, there there are some other um, entrances where one can actually climb up the steps. So I would have preferred doing that, but obviously it would take a long time to reach on top.
0: And you would reach minus a kid or something.
1: Yes, I, I don't think anybody would have agreed. So that's uh, that's the secondary thing. The Great Wall of China actually runs across about 20,000 kilometers. 20,000 yeah. kilometers. But at the same time, one needs to uh, realize that this Great Wall of China was built in parts. It was built across dynasties, across about 22 centuries. First one was built by the first emperor of China, the Qin dynasty built it. Later on, the other dynasties came in and they built the other parts. So, when the last one was built, it was, uh, I think, built by the Ming Dynasty. So, which uh, built about 6,000 kilometers long. So, when everything was put together, it was like 20,000 kilometers long.
0: Wow, this reminds me of the Game of Thrones, the wall in the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right. If the dragons hadn't come and burnt them down, I guess it would be another great wall or something.
1: How was the experience? I mean, the experience, the cable car experience was good. It was scary enough for me, but it was fun for the family. We, we reached on top. You got a... You get a the, the flooring is very uneven. It's, it has a certain degree of slant. So, you know, at some point of time, you can't walk comfortably. Okay. Um, obviously, since it's a wall, there's no trees, there's no covering. So it, on a hot day, you know, you, uh, it, it gets really hot.
0: Did you run there? Uh,
1: no, I didn't run there. Uh, but I've heard that there are runs which are conducted on the Great Wall. It might be on certain portions. They do con- conduct uh, a marathon. No. Um, there are watchtowers fifty to seventy-five meters away. You have to, you have watch from where you can actually get a view of how the uh, the Great Wall uh,
0: goes, you know, it meanders along. So, but tell me, how how broad is the path on top of the Great Wall? Three meters, three to four meters. Oh, so right, vehicles can go in. On the Great Wall? Yeah. No. 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 It's only walking. It. It's only no cycles. Also. Nothing. Nothing.
1: No, no cycles. Also. Once we got done with the Great Wall of China, was the experience coming down? So we
0: came down. We came down to bugling. And then what did you do? So you did the Great Wall. You ticked off everything there. So you mentioned Xi'an. What did you do there?
1: Yeah. So uh, we're still in Beijing. I'll, I'll come back to uh, Xi'an. So we uh, we did uh, on our way back. We took a look at the bird's nest from a distance. Now the bird's nest was, was very popular due to the Olympics which are held, right? I mean, you saw that stadium right. which was built. Right. So of course, you don't go anywhere close by. And uh, once we got, got done with Beijing, the next day we uh, uh, took a flight uh, and then headed to a place called as Luoyang. Luoyang is closer to Beijing, and Xi'an is closer to Luoyang. We went down to uh, Luoyang. It just reminds me of, uh, about one more thing that I missed out. Was uh, in Beijing, you have places which were, uh, uh, you know, which date back to a long time period where the elderly used to stay, right? And it's it's a very different uh, style in which they stayed. Like we have this joint family concept. They also believed in joint families. Okay, and I think Chinese because they're Asians, we all have a similar. Structure, hmm. and uh, we were taken to this place called as a hutong alley. Okay. So the hutong alley is the place where the elderly people and you know they, they, they do still stay there. And um, we went there on cycle rickshaw, which was a nice little experience because there's, these alleys are quite narrow and you can't actually get into them. So Loyang was is a completely different place. Uh, I mean, a non. I would say non-touristy when compared to the larger cities like Beijing or Shanghai. Okay. Right. So one thing that I observed was a lot of people were staring at us were looking at us because they didn't see Asians okay. um, around there. So they thought that we were Pakistanis. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we used to tell them no we are not from Pakistan we are we're Indians. And they used to you know, indicate that large eyes uh, okay. and you know and they, they could identify the bindi that my wife wore so it, you know the impression was they had seen the Bollywood movies okay. and they realized who okay. we were Loyang of course um, is popular
0: for uh, its long Grottoes. grottos yeah? I've heard of this but I don't know what they're all about what's it all about
1: so these are nothing but smaller um, you know they have a lot of figurines of Buddha uh, you would you would be knowing that Buddhism prevailed in China right. for for a long time, and um, about hundred thousand figurines of Buddha down in these in this place, which is called mm-hmm. as the Longmen Grottoes. Grottoes means caves. Right. Okay. So, so how was your experience? Did you stay in Longman Grottoes? No, no. You can't stay in Longmen Grottoes. Okay. You would actually go around. These are small kind of caves which are around. Very difficult to describe, but they're small caves. From a distance, it looks like. A largeish cave having smaller caves within okay. and where you will see certain uh, carvings or sculptures of Buddha. We also uh, went
0: down to Shaolin ah. and which which was the interesting part. You know, as a kid, I used to tie these uh, knives around my arm mm-hmm. and try and walk around with full buckets of water. And these knives used to be over uh, the earlier days, used to get in these mixer grinders, you'd get yeah. these plastic knives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So i tie that and go and get back for it. Also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've
1: all heard about uh, what are the movies like uh, Drunken Master and you know Snake, Snake in the Monkey Shadow and all yes. that. Right, so all those movies started uh, coming back into my memory as right. we went down to Shaolin. Right. Of course, it seems to be a touristy place. Okay, okay. Might be the movie made made this place more popular. This is supposed to be the birthplace of kung fu, right? right. And one of the persons who introduced kung fu was none other than Bodhidharma, who happens to be from India. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, this is that person from Tamil Nadu. Correct. Correct. Umu who went from southern India yeah. all the way into Shaolin, right. and he was meditating down there until some somebody noticed him, and he looked very different, right, right. compared to the Chinese. And he introduced a certain form of exercising okay. to the monks, okay, okay, which is known as, as kung fu today.
0: But is this just legend? I've also heard this. But is it legend or is no? It the- no, it is a it is a
1: fact okay. because uh, you do see statues of Bodhidharma. Oh, is it right down there? And he looks Indian. He looks very different. Okay, he's got long eyebrows. Looks very angry okay okay and uh, when compared to all their other monks and all their other saints right okay. right so there is there is definitely credit to him okay uh, which is uh, which is there in that form okay i think there's a school that runs down there where okay. people send their their children to learn the learn the art
0: but do they actually do those exercises like in 36 Chamber of Shalom? they they were all following some form of exercise. Okay. And uh, I gave it a shot as well. Ah, I saw a story by your daughter. Yes. Where she talks about her dad who went and um, tried out Kung Fu. Out there. Right. What did you do? Tell us a story. So, uh,
1: we went down to a... Uh, I think there was a Kung Fu performance. Okay. Which, which was there. And uh, we were all eagerly... Awaiting to go for that performance because the kids also wanted to see kung fu in action. Right. right? So it started off, and there were different forms, like like um, we saw in the thirty six chambers of Shaolin. You know, they had the snake move, right. if you have the you know, eagle move, and so on. Right. So those different moves were being depicted, and okay. at the very end, they called they asked they called for volunteers. Okay. So I just raised my hand and asked my my son to raise his hand as well. But he refrained, and and I was the only uh, person who had put up my hand. Right. And I might have looked different, so they they called me onto the stage. So there were a lot of folks. So who, did you have to dress in kung fu? Or like no, that? no, no. There was no dressing up in kung fu attire. But uh, I later on realized that I had not paid closed, I had not paid closed, uh, close attention. Uh, to the moves. Ah, I see. So then I had to really follow what the master. So each one was assigned a master. Right. And I had to watch the moves. Right. And then he would ask us to follow or okay. to enact those moves once again.
0: Okay. So
1: the person who performed it the best or the person who made a mockery out of the moves. Right. And the crowd had a great laugh. Right right, right. right. So, how big was the crowd in? I think it must have been about 200 people. Overall? Wow, now you can write in your CV that you <laughs> perform Kung Fu for 200 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, I don't know, I was uh, I was predicted to be the best performer. Um, you know, whether uh, I truly performed or whether I made a mockery of things that the people laughed a lot. Um,
0: this, you got a
1: prize? Yeah, I did get a prize. I got something to do with uh, the Shaolin. So the wow. uh, Shaolin performance. Wow, very good. Yeah. Do you have a video of your performance at all? i think i do have it <laughs> you must upload it on the website yeah, for yeah. all of I'll, us to see i'll it. think about it <laughs> <laughs> so there's one more uh, interesting thing about uh, apart from shauden uh, is there's a place called as uh, white horse temple white now, horse temple yes now uh, what is important about this is the this is made in you uh, know in, in recognition of the white horses which carried the scriptures and statues of buddha from india ah. to china okay so horses carried them right? yes so uh, so that is due to which they actually created a temple okay called as the white horse temple so okay. there are if you go down to that place you'll see one horse on one side the other horse on the other side and having you know a saddle where you have certain scriptures and statues of Buddha which were carried. Okay. So that's an interesting uh, thing. Did you see pandas at all? No, I didn't see pandas. I didn't see pandas. I think pandas are found in some other part of uh, China. Although we we could have gone down to a zoo and taken a look. But
0: but it's not the same thing. Right. I've seen pandas by the way in Puri. Oh. The priests are called Pandas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard about that.
1: I heard about that. So, that so when we were done with Luoyang, the next stop was a place called Xi'an. Aren't One, there some terracotta warriors or Exactly. I was just touching base on that. So, this is a place where, uh, you know, they call that as the eighth wonder of the world. What are these terracotta warriors? So, the first emperor, emperor's name was Kin. So, he happened to uh, believe in life after death. Due to which, he created an army of... Soldiers, horses, cavalry, and thousands of them. So th- I think about 7,000, 8,000 soldiers, about 500 horses. And all these uh, terracotta warriors are in different positions. They look very different from each other. Their height, strangely, is about at least 6 feet, mm-hmm. which, we, which is very different from the Chinese that we know today. The Chinese are... Fairly short, right, right, and they look very different. If you look at their faces, they look more of the Mongol times. Okay, and he buried them along with when he when he died. Okay, so so that was the that was the concept. So there are many pits which are there, and this this dates back to two ten uh, B C, but it was recently found by the farmers in 1974 so they have they were happening to draw water from the well or something and they noticed that you know they saw certain parts of a terracotta warrior which came up okay and that led to the excavation process which even happens today so this this was the the main highlight in Xian of course uh, we uh, there is also something called as a big wild goose pagoda which is there which is uh, nothing but it's supposed to be the place where the sutras and the figurines of Gautam Buddha okay. were kept. Um, another nice place in Xi'an that we saw was the ancient city wall. Okay. So the ancient city wall uh, is, is a wall that surrounds the city. So you when you actually go around the wall, you can see a lot of people who are exercising, who are playing table tennis down in the parks and then the temples are within the city. Of course, now the city has grown, but at one point of time, this was a
0: very large city wall which which goes across about 14 kilometers. Ah, it reminds me of Dubrovnik. They have a similar city wall around it and you can climb up on the ancient walls and all that. Yes, yes. It also reminds me of a certain person who must not be named, who also is into building walls around near Mexico and stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What we did out here was, uh, of course, one could actually walk around. I believe that marathons are held here. And this okay. happens year on year, okay. uh, but what we did was we just rented some cycles and we cycled around this entire wall. So this is this is about fourteen kilometers, and we just loved this place so much. I think we might have taken about three and a half hours. In Xi'an, there's a very famous place called as Muslim Bazaar. What do you say? Yes. Wow! And you get what kebabs and all that there is. Huh? I think it's a it's a treat for non non-veg- non vegetarians, frankly speaking. Okay. Uh, very very crowded. Okay. You yeah? you will get anything and everything down there. Of course, you will get fruits. You will perhaps get some ice creams as well. But I think it is more known
0: for the non-vegetarian. Okay. Yeah? There is there is some shopping that you can do. I have always visualized China as a you know constantly working factory, buzzing all the time, lots of people working all over the place. I'm not in my mind. Must be because I've not seen the place. But in my mind, I'm just thinking of constantly people running around doing work in a factory. How is China really? What is the feel that you get? So, might be down in a place
1: like Shanghai um, or uh, Beijing, we do get that feel because there's a there are a lot of people who are just going about doing their own work. Right when we when we arrived in Shanghai, it's a metropolitan place, completely metropolitan place. You have uh, uh, everybody just minding their own business. Um, you, you, there are large scale uh, skyscrapers all around, so might you get that kind of a feel down in these places. Now we didn't go down to the place, the industrial place like once or so, where you have the factories which are set up. Okay. Um, uh, but when we visited these smaller cities, and everybody doing their own, you uh, know, in, a, in a mining their own business, whether it's the small shops. You, guys, we saw a lot of uh, women who are doing perhaps Tai Chi, or they were just dancing along the streets. It was, it was great fun observing them, uh, you know, although we would have loved to take part in the dance, right. but
0: we just refrained. And uh, uh, what if you were to say, you know, these are my three standout experiences, which are those? Standout
1: experiences uh, would be, one is of course the Great Wall of China, This it's undoubtedly um, as uh, what we've read. Um, the Shaolin Temple, yes, because that's close to my heart. And now, uh, and third would be the the terracotta warriors in in Xi'an. Okay. These would be the three standout because uh, apart from this, everything is modern. I mean, although uh, the Forbidden City and the Tiananmen Square uh, are also, uh, also go back to the the 14th century or earlier, um, but it's still modern China. Uh, So these would be my uh, standout experiences. And did your kids and wife also enjoy it as much as you
0: seem to have?
1: Yeah, we did have a, frankly, we did have a great time. My daughter had a ball of a time shopping. So, in places like uh, a Loyang and a Xi'an and in particular, uh, the malls are huge. So, for example, if you go down to any one of these malls or, or, uh, and you want to, say, shop for toys, an entire floor which would be perhaps four or five times the size of the mall out here. Okay. Okay, will just be toys. Wow. Now, if you want to shop for some office items or stationery, then you have an entire floor just for stationery items. Wow. So it, it just stuns you. Right. With, and, with and, scale. And, and yeah, with scale. And you just, it's it's tough to understand that uh, even to shop, What should I pick? Because it's the same thing which is there in different shops and there are hundreds and thousands of them. And this is how shopping is in China. So, what did
0: you finally shop? What did you buy? I
1: didn't uh, shop too much. My daughter shopped quite a few. uh, She picked up quite a few dresses and she was very content with that. She picked up a lot of footwear as well. Okay. Uh, Perhaps I must have picked up a few t-shirts or so son isn't isn't too much into shopping so he was looking forward to picking up something which he didn't find okay Um, so i think if you ask me it was my daughter who must have loved china the most
0: how how was the language barrier in all this Uh, when you were shopping when you were going around Uh, that's a that's a good question it was extremely difficult the
1: locals don't speak english Ah. So you uh, and neither can you understand them. Right. So at one point of time, it was, uh, you know, when we used to get really frustrated, we were cursing them in our own (laughs) (laughs) language. (laughs) So uh, it was definitely a challenge. And that's when, uh, you know, they come up with their calculators. So When when they say that this is the value. So they'll punch in that number and then show you this is what the price is. So it's very difficult. And the, the thing that works down there is a Google Translator. Everybody down there, of course, are enabled with their mobile phones. So when you need to, uh, to converse with anybody down there, you would speak into the translator and that would convert it into, into Chinese. And then you show it up to them right. and they take a look and say, ah, okay, this and then they would say something
0: into the translator, which you would convert it back to English and My then God. show it back to us. That's an interesting one. looks like you had quite an adventure and the kids would write about it for a while now. Yes, of course. And do remember to post that video. I will, I will. Thanks, Kishan. Thanks for taking the time out and speaking with us. Uh, thanks, Alan, for having me here. That was Kishan, guys, talking about his China trip with his family. Thanks for tuning in. Do come back from more such experiences to the Beyond Experiences Travel Podcast. Take care, stay safe, have fun, and whatever else that you do, don't trip on the usual.